Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the latest episode of the Wrestling Index Podcast. As always, your boy TK in the house. And if you're watching live on YouTube, watching live on Twitter, you can see I got my Wednesday night in the house with me, Justin from the In Time Wrestling Podcast. Too sweet, me, baby. Partners in crime. What is up, everybody? We here. We are Love here. Oh, man, I'm so glad to be back with you. I was thinking about maybe doing it tomorrow. The wife's home. I got to get some Bachelor in Paradise in. But there was so much good tonight with AEW Dynamite. We had Raw. We had Extreme Rules. I want to talk to you. I want to get your thoughts. And I got a lot to say, as always. Quick housekeeping. If you're watching right now, Floor Slipper Sports YouTube, please like, subscribe. Greatly appreciate it. Greatly appreciate you always tuning in. You can find this podcast on all audio platforms, Visual, Visions, Visionary Global Media Network, and of course, FloorSlapperSports.com, you know, NFL content, fantasy football content, and of course, wrestling content. So get on there, a bunch of great content. And again, if you're on YouTube, please like, please subscribe. We greatly, greatly appreciate any feedback that you get. But Justin, give a little tap. <laughs> Give me that little tab. Give me that little tab. <laughs> and Justin, I want to get your opinion before we go into Raw, before we go into Dynamite. We were on for five and a half hours doing an Extreme Rules watch along with the, uh, the bloodline of podcasting, as we're calling ourselves, me, Devin, Ivan, and Dom. That was a hell of a lot of fun that night. Um, so you got my opinion. And if you didn't hear it, you can go check out all five and a half hours right here on Floor Cyber Sports YouTube. Justin, quick synopsis of the pay-per-view, your overall thoughts on it, and then how were you feeling about that return at the end of the show? Uh, overall, I really enjoyed the show. I really did, actually. Like, there was a couple, you know, kind of low spots. But other than that, like, I really actually enjoyed it overall. You know, the opening, Brook fucking kicked ass. Living Ronda, sadly, to me, was a huge letdown. Like, it was just a sloppy mess. It could have been way better than that. But, and even having Ronda win was just big, huge letdown. It just feels like they didn't give Liv no time to do anything. You started it off bad and then just said, fuck it, let's just get it over with, which really sucks. Now we got to deal with Ronda as champion again. Like, Really, the only thing that good that can come out of that is her face and Shayna. And other than that, what else can you really have with her? What are we going to do? Run her and Charlotte back six times? Like, I'll pass every time on that. Uh, the strap match to me, like, yeah, I've heard a lot of people say they weren't too crazy for it. I didn't mind it. It was fine in parts. Like, it definitely, like, I can see why people, what they when they're saying stuff about carrying cross, like, I understand it. I see what you're saying. Like, I still like the guy. Do. He does need to turn up his intensity up big time because sometimes he looks a little weak with his strikes and stuff like that. So just needs to turn it up a little bit more. But other than that, it was a solid match. We had like the, I can't believe I'm going to say this right now. Like ladder match was freaking awesome. I enjoyed the shit out of that. The judgment, the judgment day, everything with that. Now, you know, I don't really, I'm still not sold on the story here, but watching that match, 
Edge and Balor, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Story-wise, even in that match, awesome. I just, it was such a freaking awesome match. Like, And I'm hoping that is the thing that can sway me into like and judgment day more because even like when they followed it up on raw i'm still just like nah this still ain't it yet still ain't doing it like i was hoping like after that big epic fucking match that you had with a lot of really good story you could sway me in on monday but nope didn't do it yet so and then of course the main event the fight pit thought it was cool it was fine for what it was like it's definitely now the the lower of the the fight pits it's not really it's not the the greatest thing. Like it's all right for the two of them. Daniel Cormier really brought nothing to that match. He was just yeah, there no. for reasons. But yeah, it's it was it was a decent match. And the return, listen, I I've said it multiple times, said it on my show, said it on going with Nick and Keith earlier. Like everybody knew it was Bray. And it absolutely did nothing to lower that fucking excitement that that crowd had when he came back. It was fucking perfectly done. Perfectly done. It's so good. And I'm just so happy that man is back. Yo, absolutely, dude. Everything about that return, goosebumps, chills from start to finish. The chance with the crowds, how it went dark. I specifically loved how they did the throwback to the NXT takeover. It was in Chicago. I forgot. I think it might have been War Games. I, I could be wrong. Don't quote me on it, but it was definitely in Chicago when the credits aired and Ciampa then afterwards turned on Gargano. Yep. It reminded me just like that because everyone's like, oh, no, the show's over. Oh, no, the show isn't over. And then it leaves it up. You know, there's so many different possibilities. Going through all the characters, showing Huskis like dead, basically opening up the door, his mm-hmm. new mask. There is so many things like, did he kill those characters off? Are we going to get those new characters? Is he going to be a new Bray Wyatt? Who is he? Like, you've got the whole world in his hands. He's got like, dude, the Just whole thing, me. bro. Oh. Man, orgasmic. The whole thing was fucking orgasmic. And I hate oh. how people on the internet are comparing it. To, it's like it's not CM Punk's returns. Yo, shut the fuck up, man. Why Stop do we need stuff? Why do we need to compare everything? CM Punk's return was special as fuck. Bray Wyatt's return was special as fuck. Let them both just be special as fuck. There's no reason to compare them. I liked your comparison. That was a fair. It wasn't even a comparison. It was an assessment. AEW told us basically it was going to be CM Punk and didn't let us down. WWE basically told us it was going to be Bray Wyatt and didn't let us down. The excitement level actually rose because we knew it was going to be them rather than, you know, could it be them? Could it not be them? So I love how both companies did that. And I love both returns. Both returns were equally as special in different ways. This Bray return has got me all sorts of fucking worked up and fired up. I don't know if they're going to make new characters, there's all sorts of rumors that all these um, honor no more is no longer with Im- impact wrestling. So you got yeah. Vincent and Dutch as possibilities. You had Seth Rollins and Ciampa and Dominic Dijakovic and Liv Morgan black out the and Grayson Waller black out their Twitter. Um, uh, whatever the fuck that thing is there, the, the background fucking photo. Yeah. So there's, there's pos Ciampa did that too. So there's possibilities that people like that could be involved in this faction. So the possibilities are absolutely endless. I'm buying a brace, a single competitor. I, pr- I'm a faction guy though. So I want 
the Wyatt six. I want Bo Dallas to return. The again, yeah. the Rowan, the possibilities are absolutely endless with this. And I can't wait, bro. Overall, for me, Extreme Rules was a 15 out of 10. The return was the icing and- on the cake. I gotta, you know, I slightly gotta disagree. Um, one second, Bakley, I got you for sure. I slightly, I slightly, I slightly um, gotta disagree with you. I like, lo- I like the Live Ronda match. I thought it was for what it was. You weren't gonna get anything good in ring, so I thought for what it was, it was gonna be sloppy and it was fine. I love the ending with the way Ronda choked Live out using the table with Live smile on there. I thought that was fucking dope as all hell. And then the Judgment Day stuff. Yes, you're right. Um, it was great at the pay-per-view. Um, they talked about it on the Universal Wrestling Podcast earlier today. I got to give Nick and Juicy big props. They did their first live stream. They fucking kicked ass. They were absolutely awesome. Um, we talked about it there. I believe it was you who called it. It was kind of like a group um, talk, how we were talking about it on the prediction show last Thursday. Mm-hmm. What if it's Beth? What if it's Beth? It was Beth. And the way that match ended was absolutely fantastic. So great call there. Yes. And Justin, if you can't get into the Judgment Day now, I, you will never get into them because you have all these different levels and layers inside of the Judgment Day. And we'll move over to Raw. And let's just get to Raw. We'll stay on the Judgment Day because um, we're going to move on to Raw um, anyway. So we might as well keep talking about them. The Judgment Day to me right now is one of the most intriguing things in professional wrestling. The stable, you got Finn, Damian, and the what Rhea and Dom are doing, like their little relationship together to me is fucking awesome. Then you add in the fact that you got beef with Dom and Ray. All right. That whole thing hit me, hit me, hit me. Then you got the whole thing with Edge and Beth now with potentially Finn and Rhea. And then you add in the AJ thing. So on Raw, if you guys missed it or you watched it, we're going to talk about it. Um, AJ Styles seemed to bow down to Finn like he was going to join the Judgment Day. Uh -uh. AJ Styles had backup. The Good Brothers, the OC, the original club, show up. Carl Anderson, the new Japan pro wrestling, never open weight champion, is apparently in WWE. How does that work? And then, and then, and then on top of it, on top of it, New Japan pro wrestling retweeted the WWE's tweet about the Good Brothers being there. So, Justin, what I got to say to you is a couple of things before I let you talk. First of all, if you can't get into Judgment Day now, you're never going to get into them. This story is layered. You can have an hour show around the Judgment Day and just what they got going on right now. It is so much. It is fucking incredible. And I can't wait to see where they go forward, whether it's Survivor Series, whether it's War Games, whether it's a mixed tag match in Saudi Arabia. I am so excited to see where this goes. And secondly, this whole WWE New Japan Forbidden Door thing, ooh, we baby, gets me worked out. So talk to me about what we saw on Raw with the Good Brothers joining AJ Styles in this fight against Judgment Day and this possible, speaking of New Japan, what's up, Bakley? Uh, Dan Bakley from Cage My IQ in the house. Definitely check out his channel. They just did a bomb-ass show on the Circle of Debate last night. Every Tuesday night, they're talking New Japan. Bakley, De Niro, Ivan, and Brett was on there last night. Very, very good stuff. Bakley, thank you for joining the show. But perfect timing as we just got into... The Good Brothers showing up on Raw. Justin, spit on your feelings on this. Then, Bakley, um, you can get into it. And and this whole maybe potential WWE New Japan Pro Wrestling relationship that we might see. What do you think, Justin? So just by when AJ was talking, I was like, oh, my God, he's talking about the Good Brothers. I'm like, but then he started, like, swerving everyone a little bit and started being like, and he started bowing to Finn. And I'm like, oh, never mind. 
We're not getting there yet. And then he freaking stood up and he would, when they like hugged and everything. And I'm like, and we're still not getting there yet. And then he freaking was just like, I wasn't talking about you. And I'm like, okay, we're going somewhere now. And I hear the music play and I lose my shit because damn, that's awesome to see them back. Fucking awesome. Like, it, there's so many things going on with Judgment Day. Like, how the fuck, what the hell is going to happen? I, no one knows at this point. How the hell do you even do it? Like, you got AJ and now the Good Brothers with him, and they're dealing with Judgment Day, but you still got Edge dealing with them, and just all these other freaking people that want to deal with them. And then you got Beth now in the situation. Like, clearly, Judgment Day is going to be involved in the War Games match now, but it's like, where are we going to go? Who's going to be in that match now with them? That's what I'm saying. I think we do intergender. I still think we do intergender war games. It'd be so fucking cool. That'd be dope to see that. And don't forget, you got Ray. Don't forget, you got Ray, who could probably flip at any moment, like with how he's dealing with the Dom. Ooh, that would be that would be cool too. If 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 Ray did flip and join Judgment Day, it it seems very out of like character. But they need a fourth member if you think about it. Um, But I don't know. I don't know if that'll happen for sure. It could be kind of interesting if Ray does do the flip. Like, his, it's just, just his way to still be with his son that he's willing to just fucking go to the dark side. Kind of be interesting. I'm not going to lie. It'd there. be kind of like Daniel Bryan with the Wyatt family back before he had his big title yeah. run where he was kind of yeah. like forced to be there. That would be fucking nice, Bigley. I, That'd I be kind of interesting. Maybe the situation sure. where he has, to, he has to infiltrate it, act like he's with them to try and get his son out of it. Like he just plays mm-hmm. along with it for a while and then he yeah, gets in awesome. and then, yeah. I dig that for sure. Bakley, what are your thoughts on the Good Brothers showing up on Raw? And do you think that we could see a WWE and New Japan pro wrestling relationship? There's so many ways that they can go with this now because it was rumored. And I'm like, there's no way because he's champion. I'm like, he's the never open weight champion. They literally just left impact uh, at the end of August. So it's only been a month. I, and they made it a point to say we're, we're going back to New Japan. So I'm like, so this must have happened so fast. Like, boom, they must have not been under contract. It must have been just the those tour the contracts where you go, you're under contract for the tour. And I was like, maybe they thought that he was staying and then he decided to leave. And that's why he kept the belt for the time that he did. Because I thought he might have dropped it there when when he had the chance to, but this opens a lot of things up. I'm surprised he didn't come out with the belt. That would have been even better. Oh, that would have been so cool, dude. That would have been a lot better, but like you had him come out. You got the old school OC here. You got connections there. You got the connections with Finn. But then I thought what, what was even better about you saying, do you think there could be partnerships is what Jay White said at the press conference yesterday. Uh, Jay White goes, he was like, I told you guys what we were doing in the ball club. We're taking over little by little. We got, we're getting people everywhere. You you got uh, Chris Bay and Ace Austin in uh, Impact. You got the yeah. Good Brothers in WWE. You got Jay White right here. There's a chance, there's been talks that you might have uh, Juice Robinson going to AEW, but it's, yep. nothing's confirmed yet. They're trying to get people everywhere so Bullet Club 
is taking over business and he's the, the head of it. So it could create a thing where you could see WWE working with uh, with uh, New Japan as a thing, because why not? Like, like we've been saying this all along, the World Tag League, you can have people everywhere. Oh, I was ju- I was joking around last night. I was like, watch, you can have FTR and the Good Brothers in the World Tag League, and they're going to put them in the first match just to tease people because you got FT on AW and then you got good brothers in WWE. It probably 99% won't happen, but like now it's possible that it could happen with the, the good brothers in WWE and they're not going to be able to do anything. I think until November when I would assume that he's going to drop that title at least if, if this is legit happening, But I could, I could also like today. I was like, I could also see him keep it because if he keeps it, that means to me that the relationship is going to happen. If he keeps it, it goes over right, when, when was the last time a WWE superstar was an as an active WWE superstar is wrestling a New Japan Pro Wrestling match? Because that is what's going to happen, or yeah. theoretically speaking, going to happen on November fifth, as far as we know. And based on what Jay White said, and based on that retweet from New Japan Pro Wrestling. That is probably going to happen. So hell yeah, sign me up. That was a great, I mean, I great angle. I, I Primarily, think just not taking the the never open weight title off of Carl Anderson just gives it away. Like that, there's something yeah. going. I, I think what winds up happening is he's gonna hold it. Gallows is gonna call of the match. We've been talking about what could uh, what could a Tamatanga go and do again. You could have him against Tamatanga at Wrestle Kingdom for the Never Open Week, and you could put it back on yeah. Tamatanga to give him something to do now. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be great booking too. Confront Roman. Let's fucking go. Oh my god, dude. If we had freaking uh G O D and Hikaleu showing up freaking oh, with, with oh. the bloodline in some capacity. Oh. Holy because, shit. because yeah, because they have that uh, that their families are very close. They consider each other family. So Bro, and that's a just and that's, that's a perfect uh I was going to say, that's a perfect transition because that's the next thing I wanted to talk about. We're not going to say you're going to talk about the full Raw, yeah. but a couple of hot spots I want to hit on. First and foremost is the bloodline and everything that they're doing. First of all, when they come out, their entrance is so fucking sexy, dude. Like, looking at the five of them, the six of them with Paul Heyman, my God, dude, just class. They're in Sammy is the hype man. But mainly, I want to talk to you guys. Sammy Zayn's fucking incredible. We know that. Jay Uso is getting the short end of the stick right now. You know, when Roman was cutting the promo about who speaks the loudest is the weakest, you know, it was Sammy is the one who you should be talking about. But we all knew he was going to go to Jay. So what do you guys ultimately think is going to happen with this? Do you think it's just going to be a way where they're eventually going to be like, fuck you, Sammy, and boot him out and take Jay's side? Or, um, you know, are they going to – or are Jay and Jimmy eventually going to turn on Roman and the bloodline kind of fall away? What do you guys think? I think you have more odds of Sammy getting kicked out than the Usos turning at this point. They're, yeah, they're trying to make you like the audience think it's going to be Jay, and then they're going to flip on us, and it's going to be them uh, booting the Sammy. It's just them the way they're doing it. They're just trying to a pull a fast one on us to make it seem like it's him. They're like, "You do this, you do that, you handle him, handle." But in the back, they're like, "We're just messing with him right now." You know, we're just toying with it. He's hot right now, uh, and we're eventually we're going to kick him. But 
Did you see on Friday where Sammy's going to Logan Paul? He's saying, you're the twos and we're the ones. And you see mm-hmm. uh, Roman break out of character and laugh. He had to like cover it. He had to go like this. Yeah. He made it so obvious. It's the second time that Sammy has made him break character <laughs> uh, during, a, during a segment because he's just so white hot and funny with what he does. He's... Uh, he's 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 the best thing right now. Like everybody's into him. He he should be booed, but he's getting cheered so, so much. He's so over. He's probably the most overact in the company right now. He's like the WWE's version of the acclaimed. It's uh it's absolutely crazy. So you had that other things. Uh, Johnny Gargano beat Austin Theory. Austin Theory's on a fifteen match losing streak. I guess fifteen match losing streak. Candice LeRae, people were unhappy that she lost last week. She beat Bailey this week clean. That was fucking awesome to see. Damage Control did beat her down after the match. They look great in doing it. But most importantly, you give Candice LeRae that big win, which I thought was really cool. Here's the big thing I want to talk about, though. We, what was going to happen? Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, United States Championship. Bobby can't hold this belt forever. There have been rumors that Brock is coming back. Brock, Bobby might be happening. And what a way to do this. Bobby is in the ring. Brock Lesnar's music hits. Bobby puts his belt up. Boom, F5, Kamara, the ref's. You know, that sets up a match for Bobby and Brock in Saudi Arabia, and I can't fucking wait for that match. That crowd was hot, hot for Brock, my God. And then Seth Rollins comes out, you know, all the, there's like seven refs are walking Bobby to the back. Rollins is like, fuck no, fuck this. I'm getting my fucking match, dude. Bobby still looks strong, hits a spear, hits a couple of moves, kicks out of a bunch of moves, but ultimately it was Seth Rollins getting the win, getting the United States Championship, and finally getting a singles title after like 900 fucking days. So overall, all in all, what did you guys think about Brock's return? Brock, Bobby, and Seth winning the U.S. title. Uh, Justin, start with you. Kick it at Bakley. Uh, I don't know. I'm just not in. I'm not really like anticipating Brock and Bobby. Just not. Not their first encounter. Their first encounter just didn't do it for me. So it's like, I don't know if I'm really into seeing them go at it again. It just doesn't really appeal to me right now. Like I, I was hyped to see it for like the longest time. And then their first time they go at it and it just was a huge letdown. So it's like, now you're going to do it again with nothing big at stake for the two of them, except possibly Lashley winning, but more than likely he's not going to win. Like I just, my interest in it just doesn't like is not there for it. I like Brock. Listen, I know everyone loves Cowboy Brock, but I've never been the biggest Brock Lesnar guy. He just shows up and I go, All right, it's Brock. Cool. Like, just doesn't pique my interest anymore. Rollins winning the title, like, it just comes off like you're just trying to spike more to the eventual rubber match with him and, and Riddle. And that to me just goes. Their feud's already big enough. Like, they have such a deep-seated, like, hatred rivalry going on right now. And now you're just like, a title in there wouldn't hurt, right? Like, it doesn't really need to have the United States title in there. Like, I know Lashley can't hold the U.S. title for, like, ever. But it's just like, let him at least make it to Survivor Series. Let's at least get the Gunther match in there, and then he can lose the title. But now... 
it just feels like we're just giving more to the Riddle and Rollins feud to move Lashley onto a feud that I don't even know if he's going to fucking win in the first place because I just don't see it happening. And that's what sucks. Like Lashley's going to get dropped down a, a bunch of pegs here and kind of sucks. Yo, 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 the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Mike De Niro, what's up, bro? Yeah, Thanks Mike. for tuning in. Enjoy Dynamite tonight, man. It was a really, really good yeah. show. I think you're going to enjoy it for sure, man. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah, Justin, I, I feel you, man. I think Bobby, I think Bobby's better fucking beat Brock when they had that match. Brock had, needs not to win. Brock can lose forever and still be Brock Lesnar and be fine. Bobby needs to win that match for sure. And Bakley, before you go, I believe you called this months ago. This feud between Rollins and Riddle is going to end in a hell in a cell. I didn't see how it was going to happen since Rollins just did the hell in a cell with Cody. But Saudi Arabia, this feud is definitely ending inside I've hell in a cell. I've been calling that one for the longest time, and now everybody's starting to hop on the bandwagon. Like my, Maybe it was you, Justin. Man, I might be. I never give Justin credit for shit. And from now on, if someone calls, I'm just going to say Justin called it. And then if it wasn't Justin, <laughs> I will go no, I'll be like, take credit for that stuff. I don't take credit for everything no, here. I'll be, like, I'll be like, Justin called it. I'll be like, no, nah, it was Bakley. No, 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 it was Justin. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that feud ends in Hell in a Cell. You guys are right. Because um, I didn't think it was going to happen, but I think it is going to end in Hell in a Cell. In I, I think they're going to go back to it because Riddle kind of has no reason to since he won uh, in his own match. So you think he's going to be greedy and go back out and be like, you know what? I beat you, but you know what? You won this title. I want to take that now. You know, you think that's how he's going to do it? Oh, yeah. It's going to be you, like, it, think- it's it's one-to-one. One. I just beat you. Now I'm taking your title. Yeah. That's it, that's exactly what I think, yeah. I was so close to the Lashley-Guther match. So close. I was so hyped for it. Like, I wanted month. to see it. One but more month. I wanted to see it. We might not even be getting brand versus brand, though. So that's another thing that we need to be cognizant of, too. We might really, really want that Gunther versus Bobby match, but there's only one world champion. There's only one tag champion. So at the end of the day, this Raw versus SmackDown thing is really going to be watered down to what? What are you going to do? Just mid-card women? I mean, that, that's it. You can't really do anything else there. So maybe they're just not going to do that at all. But we will get Gunther and Bobby. I know that they know that we want it. So they will give it to us. And if, I, if Ivan was here, play the clip. Give us what we want. Yes. So, I think our yeah. only saving grace. I think our only saving grace for that to happen is if the draft actually happens. Yeah. Keep Gunther yeah. on SmackDown, and then you move Bobby over to SmackDown and yeah. make it happen. But they really, they really did protect uh, Bobby Lashley because it took how what was it two or three F fives, two uh, German suplexes, then. And the Kamor, and then it was two curb stomps uh, just to finish him. So they really protected him there. It This whole uh, Brock Lesnar putting people over now, it's going to be tested now because this is one of the first times where it's a non-title match. There's no title involved in this. So I'll truly know that he's willing to put somebody over if he puts Lashley over in this non-title match. I remember the first match. The first match had a lot of Outside interferences, you had uh, Paul Heyman throw the belt in. It, it went to, I think, believe it was Lashley. Roman was there. There's a lot. So, yes, like Lashley didn't yes. really get that. Lashley didn't really get that clean win. He got the win, but it was kind of like a dirty win. This is the perfect chance to put him over clean over uh, Lesnar. You get him win. 
he gets white hot once again because he instead of having the title, now he gets that big win over uh, Lesnar, and he can push him, maybe push him, because I feel like maybe it's going to be, you get like a Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns at Royal Rumble, or like day one, where, where you have like a white hot Lashley going up against him, because if you're not going to have the U.S. title on him, you got to push him to the main event, I feel, and the best way to do that is to have him go over on Lashley, because God forbid we get Lesnar winning again, and then have him against Reigns again. I don't need that PTSD. <laughs> oh my God! Never again. I don't need it. No, I don't need it. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that I like, I'm okay with him winning the title. I just don't like how uh, the day before he loses a match, and then he gets the title match, which was announced beforehand, and then he wins it. But you know what? He deserves it. I know he deserves it. I just don't like how they they booked it to happen. I'm not a fan of that. He he should have been booked better because of the wrestler that he is. Yep, yep, for sure. But as you said when you first started this, they did it to protect Bobby, and they did yeah. a great job. You're right. He's got to be Brock. He's got to be Brock clean. And and he has been a guy who's we've all wanted and yearned for him to go after Roman for so long. And that Bobby Roman program would be awesome. So sign me the fuck up for that, Bakley. I hope you will that into fruition for sure. Yeah. I think they're one and one against each other overall. I think they've had two matches with each other before. And I think Roman Roman won one and then Bobby won one. So yeah. Okay. Sign me up, especially for the Royal Rumble. Like that's that big match world title feel for sure. Roman Bobby, let's go. it could be a, it could be a day one, but I'd rather have it at Royal Rumble. Yeah, that's a that's a big match. That that deserves a big show for sure. Last thing, WWE, before we hop over to the, tonight's awesome Dynamite show, I just want to get your guys' opinion on what's going to happen with Bray Wyatt on SmackDown. Uh, it's official. He's going to be a SmackDown-only superstar, I guess, which is cool. Um, yeah. Fox, Fox gets Bray. Um, what do you guys expect to happen with him? Like, what do you or what do you want to? What do you what do you want to happen on on this Friday night? Do you think we're going to see him in person? A vignette? What do you want to see to happen? That's so tough. Like I, I, he could do anything at this point, and I think yeah. I'm just going to be fine with it. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw him for like ten seconds, just like uh, Extreme Rules, where it's something quick, but a little bit more. But like, you have to think that like, a lot of people are like, "Who's he going to feud with first? Who's it going to be?" We know it's right. not Riddle now. We know right. it's not him. I was wrong. I'll, 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 eat, I'll eat that. I was wrong. I was hundred yeah. percent sure it was going to be Riddle. Like this guys that you can think of, like Drew McIntyre, like he could feud with him. Uh, I don't, I don't think he's feuded with him before. Like, uh, like I could see him feuding with the Caring Cross, but yes. then I feel like that's one maybe that you'd uh, wait on because that'd be a good down the line one. Because a lot of people are thinking like we see this guy, we see the mask guy. I feel like they're two different people. The 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 mask. Vignette that we saw where it's like the, the like it's like a broken TV and you see the mask talking, mm-hmm. but yep. then we saw Bray Wyatt as well. Like I think they're two different people. I don't yep. think they're the That'd same cool. person. And maybe like that one's like a bad one, and then Bray's like good. Do you think uh, we, me and Justin were kind of talking about this right right um, early in the show before you hopped on? Do you think that Bray is going to be an individual superstar, or do you think that he is going to have this Wyatt Six faction? He could. We did just see, like, I know it doesn't mean nothing. We saw Roxanne tweet out about the 
somebody was seeing something about the the Wyatt Six, and then uh, Roxanne tweeted, "I'll be there on Friday. Maybe I need to get a hold of the Wyatt Six. You know." Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. And as we mentioned earlier, all those superstars blacked out their uh, Twitter banner. But Seth Rollins was one of them, and Seth Rollins just won the U.S. title. I was really thinking, like, damn, if you can give me, like, Seth Rollins and Ciampa and Dominic Dijakovic and Liv Morgan or Carmella with Bray and Rowan maybe or Bo Dallas, that is just – it's fucking mind-blowing stuff, Did you see Liv Morgan's uh, little promo thing after the match where she was caught up in a ball, kind of crying a little bit? And mm-hmm. it was like kind of darkened, and he's just, it looked really weird. Like she's like, eh, like like the person on Twitter said, it looks like she's going gonna go through like a gimmick change, which would be awesome. And her being yeah. in this role with Bray would be awesome. Yeah. Or even um, my buddy mentioned it to, to uh, Matt Track mentioned it to me today. He said, "What about Carmella in that spot in a new dark role?" And I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude! That girl can work, <laughs> and she's got character skills. So I'd love to see her. Uh, I'd love to see her do that." But Tonight, you know what night it is. It's Wednesday night, and you know what that means. We're here to talk. Dynamite! That's right. <laughs> and tonight's Dynamite basically started at 645 with Tony Khan fucking spoiling a huge signing, a big announcement. I don't know why he does this shit, but Tony Khan went on Twitter and announced Renee Paquette is now AEW, and I love it. She is fantastic world-class at what she does, whether she's going to be on commentary or a backstage interviewer. You mentioned it in our chat room tonight, Bakley. She alone is going to take so much responsibility away from Tony Schiavone. That dude is running around the arena arena all show while doing commentary still. He's got his running shoes on. He sure does. So having (laughs) Renee there is big in my opinion. Plus, again, she gives that – she has all the credentials in the world. She is legitimately – awesome at what she does and she's a big name so warner brothers discovery i know that that they're happy with AEW's huge numbers and if they're feeling happy with AEW's huge numbers then we should be feeling happy with it and renee's there and i'm feeling good boys what do you think about i guess tk spoiling at first does that matter to you and what do you think about her being an a-dub doesn't really bother me i'm happy she's there it's cool because i liked renee she even when she was in wwe i liked her she's just She's a good voice. She's a good hand every time. We don't know where the hell she's at. So, didn't matter that they spoiled it. Got to see her at least. That's fucking awesome. So, good yeah, on that, her. That crowd was hot for her. And I know, like, the, the crowd probably didn't get spoiled by it on Twitter. But, like, you know, maybe, like, half the arena might have saw it. Like, they should have just let it be. That's my whole thing. Just let shit be sometimes. Giving yeah. her that moment to open the show was fucking cool. So, Dug it, dug it for sure. Bakley, um, what do you think, bro? No, I, I like it. Like I, I said it before, it helps uh, uh, Tony Schiavone out. Maybe, maybe they're going to slowly work her into That's why she did the first one, but then she didn't do the next two or three that they had. They could work her into it to where maybe a month or two, then she's good to go. And then Tony Schiavone just has to worry about doing commentary, and she could do all the interviews and because, you know, it used to be him doing it, and then he had the backstage one where uh, JR would do it now. Uh, then Tony Tony Schiavone took over for that, too. So mm-hmm. JR could do okay. a lot less. Backstage and now, now, now they're taking it the next step where they're like, okay, Tony, let's keep you on the commentary. You're doing a lot. Like, we value you there. Now let's bring her in. 
and she can do that. So it's like now a lot of people are doing too much, which is what you want. You don't want anybody to overwork themselves. And I think it's going to be a great thing. She's professional. She does this for a living, her podcast. She just signed on to do another show that she is going to be doing. I think she just started it, uh, a sports show. Cool. And that's not going to coincide with this. So so she can just come in here and interview people and then boom. That's awesome. Hell yeah, dude. And a uh, big shout out, Dylan, World Elite Podcast. What up, up. bro? Got to give Dylan a mad shout out. He's been doing all the graphics for Floor Cyber Sports, man. And our site's been looking sick, sick because of those graphics. So definitely check out Floor Cyber Sports and give Dylan a shout out, man. He's fucking awesome. Looking forward to seeing what the World Elite boys got going on on Sunday. They're interviewing um, Victor Perry. He is the teacher uh, who runs the nice. wrestling club out in New York. Him and his students yeah. just were at Raw this past Monday. And they were just recognized on the bump today. And cheap plug, I interviewed him two weeks ago. Go check it out right here on Floor Cyber Sports <laughs> YouTube. That dude is awesome, man. He's a really cool man. So go and check that out and be sure to check out their show on Wednesday. But let's get into Dynamite tonight. Luchas, the, the first match, Luchasaurus beats Jungle Boy. Obviously, Christian Cage was going to get involved, and he did. What do you guys think about this match? I actually enjoyed it. I know I'm not crazy for the feud right now because after the whole flip-flop with Luchasaurus, but the match is pretty fucking awesome, so I'll give it that. No surprise, like you said, no surprise Christian got involved. Of course, Christian was going to be there because Canada. Yeah. Still a good way to start the show with a kick-ass match, so at least there's something good coming out of this feud so far. They could easily had Jungle Boy winning because he's over with the crowd. And whatnot, but the the goal here is to get Luchasaurus over as a heel, and then you have Christian there to add fuel to the fire with that, because it's kind of brainwashed Luchasaurus. So you can uh, get a win over Jungle Boy will help build him up, build him up, just like he said in the on commentary. It's like he he, w- he wants to hop on on the back of Luchasaurus to help him win the world title. Yeah, that would be cool if they keep pushing Luchasaurus, and mm-hmm. it would also be cool if they did a, some sort of a hardcore match at Full Gear, or Last Man Standing or something, yeah. or, or submission match, I quit match, whatever, Jungle Boy gets the win there. I mean, I don't want to see Luchasaurus say I quit or, or tap, but Jungle Boy eventually is going to be the one to get the win because, let's be honest, who's the pillar of the company? It's Jungle Boy, so I think he's got to come out of the come out winning the feud. It's very reminiscent, though, of what they got going on with Hobbs and Starks. And quite frankly, I don't think either one of them walked out of that feud better. And I don't know if either one of these guys are going to walk out of this feud better. But I like both of the. I love both of these guys. I liked how the crowd was hot for not only Jungle Boy, but you got your Luchasaurus chance in there, which is great because it's the first time they've been in Canada. And Luchasaurus before this heel turn was always one of the most over guys in the company. So it was really cool that the crowd felt him even as a heel. So I dug that. Uh, keep going with the show. We got Warjo and fuck Warjo is sexy. We all know how I yearn for that big sexy beast Wardlow. But Samoa Joe is looking fucking mighty fine too. You could slap me between those two like an Oreo cookie. I'll be that cream filling baby. <laughs> I love those two men, dude. They beat the shit. Talk about of- double stuffed Oreo. <laughs> That's me right there. Double stuffed baby. <laughs> fucking they, they kicked the shit out of the factory. After the match, the embassy showed up. After the embassy shows up, they they ask for FTR, and they get FTR to a resoundingly loud pop. 
great to see those guys together. I love FTR and Warjo together. And then I, you know, it's kind of weird. There's four guys in the ring compared to the three guys. So I thought maybe you get a new member of embassy, but no FTR makes a challenge to embassy. And they say they got a partner, a perfect motherfucking tan. And I'm not a Sean Spears guy, but if the pinnacles go in face and he's coming back to help FTR, I'm all in on it. So that's going to set up a match. I believe it was on rampage FTR and Sean Spears against the embassy. And I got to see that big meaty man, Brian cage on my screen, two dynamites in a row. So, fellas, what'd you think about this uh, whole segment here? Love me some Wardlow. Love me some Samoa Joe. Hopefully, Samoa Joe's eventually going to be an opponent for Wardlow down the road, which would be kind of nice. That'd yes. be fucking awesome. Yes. Uh, the Embassy is probably my fucking favorite trio right there right? And, and pisses me off that we don't fucking see them on television at all because what the fuck is the problem here, Tony? <laughs> Why are we not putting them on TV more? Now we are, which is fucking good. About damn time. Love FTR. That fucking reaction every time they hear that music. Crowd just loses their shit. I could care less about fucking Sean Spears. Like, guy comes out, and I was just like, and the crowd goes mild because (laughs) holy shit, who gives a fuck about Sean Spears? Dudes looked like a fucking loser for his whole fucking existence in AEW. So why the hell should I care now about Sean Spears? I don't You're care if wrong, he's bro. Or not, man. Like, I think I, it could have been. I, I think it could have been like that anywhere else, but but because they did it in Toronto, where he's from, that's and that's why he got a pop. He got a pretty mediocre ass pop though. Even in Toronto, they were just kind of like, "Oh, cool is Sean Spears." Just act, just react anyway. It's something. They were like, it just came off so flat. And I'm like, yeah, I just, he's been such a freaking jobber for years. And like, I don't care if he's part of the pinnacle or anything. Like, Sean Spears always to me felt like the odd man out in that fucking group. You had such a freaking awesome faction with FTR and Wardlow. And MJF, yes. and it also it's like, and here's Sean Spears. Did you forget there's Sean Spears? Oh yeah, everybody forgets there's Sean Spears. Like, well, as long as he's not the chairman anymore. No shit. <laughs> now he's back to ten, which is even more bizarre. Hey, he could he could count to ten. We'll see how long it lasts. Basically, he'll do take his shoes off. And he'll stick his feet up, and he'll go ten, <laughs> twenty. 20. I'm, with, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you. Like I, I love the fact that not only once, but now twice in a row we've seen the Embassy, and of course we've seen uh, Brian Cage. I'm, I'm loving it. Him in the Gates of Agony. Like I've been yearning to see them. Got to see them on there. Got to see them on Battle of the Belts. Now get to see them again. So it's like technically it's three shows in a row we've seen. We've seen them also. I'm hoping they're building building them up. I know eventually they're probably going to take those RH trios titles off of Dalton Castle and oh, the boys yeah. who who've been wrestling every every Tuesday on Dark. Uh, they've been yeah. wrestling. And so, Th- that'll happen. Yeah, I forgot. So eventually, the yeah, yeah. Him and him and the peacocks have an ROH <laughs> six man tag, and then fucking make an AEW trios tag. They should have just fucking taken the ROH tag. I, we ain't here for that. Yeah. I just want to reason something. ROH versus AEW, they have a thing to put those two to those yeah. two three together against. 
yeah. Well, but but it, it was, Warner Brothers liking the program. Hopefully, we get an ROH show sooner than later. But yeah, my bit, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, you're good. Uh, but uh, yeah, I like the segment. We're building off of it. I told you earlier, I love the fact that uh, Samoa Joe's healthy for the first time in a while. Like, it, it took time off to, to do the voiceover for Twisted Better, came back. He's been on almost every show now. They've had this thing with him and Warlow, War Joe, which is awesome. They got two two big guys there. I like how he's doing the the, the no sell move that he does, where the guy jumps off and he just moves out of the way yeah. and just acts like he's too cool for that. That's that's a TNA Samoa Joe right there. I, I think he's yeah he, he's getting his groove back, and that's a great thing because he's going to be yeah. great. As long as he stays healthy, and I would like to see them battle each other, but I feel like we're not going to get that until uh, Samojo drops that title. So, so I'm like, man, hell I, no, I title for title. Well, no I, I, it's, it's either that or I, I take Brian Cage take the TV title. Yes, yes, I was thinking that when I saw that today. I was like, I think Cage would be a perfect foil oh, for Samojo. Joe, Joe and Cage would be fucking yeah. incredible. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, we saw how go. good uh, we saw how good Brian Cage and uh, Warlow were, were. Samoa Joe and him could be just as good, but the move sets that they do and Samoa Joe's a different type of wrestler that'd be be good. But it's good to see the, uh, these guys get on TV, and now you're gonna get them again on on Rampage, which will be a four straight show for them. They're trying to get them on, which is a good sign. You, you get them on, you get them recognized. It's like okay, now we can book them more. Now, now we're doing things that we thought weren't going to be possible like a month ago. You're like, where, where the hell is Brian Cage? Uh, it took two months, but uh, Tony Khan finally heard you. He probably heard you in his sleep. God, we had, our whole gimmick, we had our whole gimmick where he was a missing persons poster on a milk carton. <laughs> yeah. God, God, man, we've all been yearning and screaming for Brian Cage. He's so talented. And it was yeah. a year. But yes, here he is about to do four shows in a row. Thank God. Next, we have Swerve Scott taking on Daddy Ass. Let me tell you, the acclaimed are fucking over. They got the loudest pop of the night, and I don't really think it was close, dude. That crowd was hot, hot, hot for the acclaimed. You got a couple of close ones like FTR, Jericho, but fuck, dude. That that crowd, just watching everyone in the crowd. Everyone in the crowd were scissoring, dude. Everyone was scissoring, man. We don't got to talk too much about the match. The match, it, it was what it was. Swerve beat Daddy Ass in the match. He had a cheat to beat him, though, which I thought was fucking yeah. weak. You know, you're fighting a 62-year-old man. I don't care if he's chiseled like a fucking brick. You're fighting a 62-year-old man, bro. You shouldn't have to cheat to win. But bro, that's Swerve- probably the reason why he didn't show up on the DX, the DX reunion, actually. He probably didn't show up because, A, he looks better than all of them the entire oh. time. <laughs> yeah. and- more over than all of them right now because everybody would probably be chanting oh scissor me daddy the entire night we didn't even bring that i we didn't even talk about dx like i mean like really quick that that portion of the show was cool i like the beginning it popped me and made me laugh you know them talking about dicks and cocks and fucking you know (laughs) swearing and shit whatever you know it's immature as fuck but it it made me laugh did you see when uh uh when road dog was about to do his uh his thing that hbk stood down went like this Yes, and I liked how they put the mic to the crowd so they can say the badass Billy Gunn. You put it in the chat how Corey Graves said he's working with uh, Billy Gunn's working with office equipment somewhere else right now. And and I read today, and I don't know how true it is, but Road Dog responded to a tweet, one of Nico Extra's tweets, saying WWE did everything in their power 
to get Billy Gunn to show up on Raw, which blows my fucking mind if A-Dub didn't let that happen. And again, he's in Canada, though, so it's a two-day. It could be travel gonna, things. Um, I was going to wonder if that had an issue with it because you got to deal with the, the right. visas and all that which is, shit. Now, which is possible. But yeah, Justin, you're right. And even Road Dog said it. Like all these people are like, DX looks like shit. What did Road Dog call them? Jerry at Geriatric X proudly brings to Jerry you. Yeah. X. Right. So it wasn't like he's taught. And even Shawn Michaels said, if we're still here in 25 years, please put us out of our fucking misery. So they this know they're right. old and beat up, you know? But I just realized the intro is almost like their presidential thing. It's almost that redone this, yeah. like. 2022 which is pretty fucking funny yeah so that was that with dx and then that was that you know with swerve swerve got the cheap one over billy billy looked absolutely fantastic um yeah. i don't i don't want to spend with, too it, much with time this on bro, that. Bro, with this bronzer dude yeah, he looked he, like he just got a tan he he, he just walked oh, out of the self tanner for sure yeah. I don't know what the hell billy gunn does to get himself so fucking chiseled but send them tips my way please well, Justin, you know he got fired from WWE because he failed a steroid test, even though he was just wow. a trainer. Wow, of course he yeah. did. Yeah, well. he, failed the, he failed the steroid test as a trainer, so that's why he got fired from WWE. So, I mean, I'm sure he's still fucking needling it up. But He's sitting that ginger juice. Dude, they, dude, that's why ginger, my God, Jesus Christ. But uh, I don't want to spend too much time on this. I just wanted to yeah. just point out how hot the acclaimed was and how great Billy Gunn's body looked. My God, dude. But next, a couple of well, two promos. We'll lump them together. We'll talk about it together. First, MJF backstage. Goddamn, he's going to be the biggest babyface maybe this company's ever seen sooner than later. I think someone said it. I'll just say Justin said it, <laughs> but I think it was probably Bakley. <laughs> when the firm turns on MJF, it's it gonna me. yeah, it yeah, good Bakley. I'm glad I got it right this time. But when the firm turns on MJF and costs him whatever they're going to cost him and beats the shit out of him. That is going to elevate this man to all sorts of levels. MJF's promo backstage was absolutely incredible. He is leaning, not like pushing, but he is leaning just a little facey in his promos now, talking about how he didn't know if he was going to shake Yuta's hand um, and basically telling Stokely Hathaway to fuck off for the second straight week. So we'll see what goes from there. And then after that, goddamn, we heard from Mox. We're going to hear from Hangman. We heard from Mox, but let me tell you what we heard from the Hangman. Let me tell you what we heard from the Cowboy, okay? He is a man, goddammit. What a fucking promo. Like, I'm a Mox guy. I hope Mox keeps the belt. But during that promo, I kind of got thinking, like, what if Hangman wins that title? Would I really be upset? He ain't going to win the title. I'm Mox all day. He, Mox is going to win it in his home crowd. But a couple of little Easter eggs in the promo I wanted to point out. One, Mox saying, once you get to the top, it's hard to stay at the top. More about fragile egos and shit. You know he was taking a shot at CM Punk. What do you say? He's, oh, he said, I wrote it down. Some get to the top and self-destruct sooner than others. You know exactly who he was talking about when he said that. And, and, and then I loved how Hangman was, you know, he was like, I'm losing a friend here. I'm losing friends here. My other friends just disappeared. And then he just kept going about how he's the man, how he's like, how could you call me a kid, Mox? You still think I'm a kid? Fuck you. Have you seen what I've done in this fucking place? And then I love, you know, someone who suffers from bipolar and um, depression, anxiety. I love how he's like, I am depressed. You know, my medicine's not helping me. I'm still anxious. And I'm going to beat your fucking ass, dude. God damn it. The whole thing went MJF. And then even with MJF in the crowd, Hangman basically telling, because the crowds are chanting for MJF. And then Hangman's mm. like, and this guy can fuck himself too, basically. 
I loved the whole thing. Justin, what'd you think then, Bakley? Okay, so I didn't really see the the Mox and Hangman one, but now just hearing that, god damn, that sounds awesome. Like a fucking intense promo. Going back and watching that one now. Like Hangman later. was punching himself, dude, and he had lumps on his That's head. It was awesome, awesome, dude. Awesome. And then he and then he was bleeding, and then he wiped it on a Moxley's white shirt, <clears> and then it, it was like like he must have like did the the blade job before he came out. Came out, they went bam, 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 and then you could just see it, like because I didn't notice it until the blood was on his his hand, mm-hmm. and then you could see a little bit, but then he went like, and then he went like this, and then he goes over and just wipes it on him. Damn! And I'm like, and I'm like oh shit! I'm like, he means business now, but like, just like you said, I loved how he was like, I had my best friends, and they they're slowly disappearing, and then my old friends. I don't even know where they're at. He was like, they disappeared a while ago. And then he just went on. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, of course, talking about the Young Bucks and, and Kenny. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, I'm like that, he's just it. saying, he's just saying he, he's still here. He has nobody. So it's like he has nothing uh, to worry about. It's just him, the lone cowboy, uh, basically. And he's going to prove it at like, to me, it's 50 50. Like, I was like, okay, Moxie has to win because he's in he's in uh, Cincinnati. There's no way that he can lose. But then I'm like, why can't he? Like, he probably will win, but I'm like, why can't he right. lose? And like, he can literally lose and take that vacation that he's been wanting to because he was originally going to take the vacation for six weeks until right around this time. So it's like, if he was going to do that, why you can hold the belt anymore? You can have Hangman win it, then he could do it, and like I can see yeah. why not. But it's like I, I'm just gonna say why not. You're right. Man. No, it's it's fifty fifty, especially after that promo. And again, you know we we rag on AEW sometimes about storytelling. Yeah. That promo right there, the last two weeks of promos, that match has only been a couple of week build, but everyone is fired fucking up for it. And not just because it's been three years in the making, but the way these last two weeks of promos had told an incredible story. And I'm fucking excited for it. I can't wait for this match on Tuesday. And you're right. It is 50-50 and it can go either way. And another match that a lot of people thought was 50-50 coming into this, not me. I was 100% thinking Jericho was going to win. Chris Jericho, Brian Danielson, ROH World Championship. Their third match, they were one and one. So the main story is Chris Jericho got the win. It was an absolutely fantastic match. Lionheart music. um, They stopped Judas. Lionheart's music hit. The crowd then proceeded to sing the whole Judas song without music, which is fucking awesome, dude. This crowd was hot, 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 hot. It was an incredible crowd all night long, but them singing Judas was great. The end of the match happened. Uh, Jericho has the ROH title. It's like looks like he's going to hit Brian with it. Daniel Garcia comes out. Jericho pushes Garcia. Deion Garcia gets the belt, and you know what's going to happen. And right when he does it, I go, no! As Garcia just cracks Brian with it. Jericho gets the win. Even after the match, though, the post-match hug with JAS, Garcia still looked timid like he didn't want to be there or do it. But... After the match, he put the arms up and he was holding the belt up. Or after, like, the hug, he was holding the belt up and the arms up. So, Garcia, full-fledged shield again. Justin, I know you were disgusted by it. I'm fine with the storylines. I know I said no in the chat because I was loving face um, Danny. But, Justin, what do you think, bro? 
Uh, so fucking dumb. So fucking dumb. I, I have zero idea where the fuck this story is going anymore. And honestly, right now, I'm starting to get fucking pulled out of it. So dumb. Like, make up your fucking minds. Is he going to be babyface? Is he going to be fucking heel? Because if he's going to turn now on Brian and then join Jericho and then later on turn on Jericho and then help Brian again, like, the fuck are we doing? What the fuck? Like, if we're just going to get to Jericho and Garcia, let's just fucking do it and get it over with. But now we got to fucking deal with him being a goddamn heel again for what freaking reason. Like, it's just all fucking dumb now. Like, I was so interested in this. Because, like, as a guy who really wasn't that into Daniel Garcia at first because his presentation came off shit, and now all of a sudden it's, like, out there now and looks way better than it did, and now I'm, like, locked in on Daniel Garcia, and then it's like, okay, this story was going good, and I'm, like, locked into it, and now you're just freaking feeling like you're just spinning fucking tires here. Like, it's going nowhere, and that really sucks. Like... I'm kind of starting to go out of it now, and that's really a disappointment to me because now we're going to do like we're doing with Luchasaurus where we're just going to flip-flop. Like, Yeah, that's silly, dude. No doubt. I'll kind of pass on that like completely. So, like again, I'm over Jericho, so I just, I'm just over it. I, I don't need to watch Jericho run through fucking ROH legends just to be – this isn't just like I said, you basically was talking about how it felt like this is what's going to start like leading towards an ROH show. But this doesn't feel like we're leading towards an ROH show. This still now feels like a Jericho run with a title again. And it's just fucking stupid. We're doing this all over again. I feel you, brother. That's yeah. fair. I, I just think that because it's for like the casuals that don't really watch that. Well, like, OK, what's ROH? Because, of course, we watch a lot of. A wrestling, so we know ROH, but a lot of people don't know. And this is their way of trying to get people into it is to see your most marketable guy with their title, and then he's defending it almost every other week on Dynamite. They're like, okay, we know Jericho in a band. He wrestles. He was in WWE, and yep. boom. Now, now we're going to learn all the wrestlers that were there. We're kind of getting like a, like a, like a course on RH but like the, the the turn back here like that got me I'm like I kind of thought he would but now I'm like what are they gonna do what are they gonna do with this is it gonna turn back now I don't think it's gonna have anything to do with Brian Anderson I'm like was he gonna turn back in a month or two when he gets tired again is he gonna stay heel and then the rest of JS is gonna turn face uh, be, because he wants to be on his own, and then that's how he goes after the title. Because like, you, if if you looked at it, like when they're holding their hands up, he kind of looks at the the world title. Like you, you kind of subtly knows it. He kind of looks at it and gives like a smirk, like you said, like he didn't want to be there or whatnot or do it. He he has the world title on his mind, but I think he's gonna yeah stand next to the person that he wants to take it from. Because it's his best chance. Like, staying close to him. Don't let him out of your sight. And when he's not expecting it, then get he him. turns on him. Puts and his boom, guard down and you get him. Yeah. Boom. I, can, I can fuck with that. Because you're yeah. right. Justin, you're right. This didn't make 
a lot of se- it would have made more sense no. last week in the tag team match when they were yes and then that's what cost them instead of Danny eating the pin by Sammy like come on man and you mean to tell me Danny eating the pin by Sammy is what's gonna turn him get the fuck out of here with that so I, you know I I do feel you guys on that I, overall the match itself was good and I wasn't I was surprised where it was going off in the card but then it made sense because another thing that I was 110 percent of coming into tonight was what happened in the main event we'll talk about that just in a minute that's right and because i want to hype these four women tony storm hikuro shida brit baker d m d and jamie hater tore the fucking house down in this match tonight keep get, give them more time give me a second women's match please these women tore it up. There were so many different sequences. Just go watch the match. Like I can't, I can't do it justice. I'm not gonna sit here and give it play by play. But all four of them were fucking ridiculous, dude. They all played their parts. It ended um on a nice little back and forth roll-ups between Sheeta and Britt. Sheeta got the fucking pin. You know I'm a Sheeta mark. So I was all about Sheeta getting the win there. Just an awesome, awesome tag team match, dude. I all four women showed out, and Hater was still over his fucking Canada, but all four yeah. women really showed out um what'd you think about the match really quick before we talk about the main event i'll have to go back and watch it now because that if it's actually freaking really good i have to go back and watch it because especially sheeta because i i love hikaru sheeta and i'm like disappointed we don't have her on tv anymore she's kind of appears once a night double champ at I have no fucking clue. She just—I know she was a champion one yeah. um one promotion, but then apparently apparently she's a tag oh, team no. champion too. So she comes out with two belts, one around her neck, one around one around her waist, and I was like, yo, she looks I, she looks dope. Period, all the time, dude. But she coming out drinking gold. I'm like, pro, right. pro wrestling wave, and uh, okay, she's the Regina D Wave champion, and then something else. Yeah, she's a tag team champion, they said. But yeah, the match fucking the match fucking slapped, as the kids say, dude. And as Tim King yeah. says, the match fucking banged, baby. I loved it, dude. Great match, dude. To bring her to bring. Bakley, what'd you think about the match, man? I, I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, just like you said, Hater got a big pop. They they made a mention at the point they mentioned the fact that Cheetah won the revenge on Rick Baker for the attack a couple weeks ago. And you just knew that something was going to happen. Uh, she almost got a, uh, of course, the submission on Cheetah, but then Cheetah, that's when they started doing all the rolling and everything and got the victory. It was just, it was just really good. And then you saw a lot of anim- animosity with Storm and Hater. I'm still going to say it's going to yeah, be them too. At, I agree. Four gear. There was, there, there was animosity there. And, of course, uh, they took each other out, and then that's what led to it being just Baker and Cheetah. But, man, they gave him a lot of time. That match was at least 10 to 15 minutes long, which was a a long time, which which is great. Good to see them showcase themselves uh, more and more each week, and it's going to lead to something very good. I hope it leads towards Hater winning the belt with how over she is, but... They're doing a great job with Tony Storm, too. They're getting her over and over. She seems to be getting that stride now where yes. in the beginning, 
she looked rusty. Now she's picking up. Now she's looking a lot better. She's looking more confident. You can see how how her action and demeanor is now. She's very happy. It's good to see. And the, the women are putting a lot better effort into the matches now. They're going balls to the wall. Yeah, they are. They're really taking advantage of the time that they're getting. And I was a huge Tony Storm. I love Tony yeah. Storm in WWE and NXT. Well, in NXT. And then she moved over to AEW, and I'm just like, who the fuck is this? You are not Tony Storm. But right now, she's that same woman that I remember in NXT, and I fucking am digging what she's putting down. And, yeah, we talked about it um, like maybe a month ago. It was the perfect time with Soraya coming in. You have Soraya and Britt. They can have that feud. And then you got Hater and, and Tony. So, like, and that, that Soraya-Britt feud is so big that it really gives you two big level feuds you get a big women's feud and a title yeah. feud and i actually wanted to see nyla and jade again for this fucking tbs championship but nyla rose walking around with jade's championship is fucking stupid and it irritates the fuck out of did me did i miss something As did a, i miss something nyla rose stole her title on rampage all right and now she's okay. fucking walking around with it and then anna jay who lost to to fucking jade twice already challenges nyla rose for the her TBS title on Rampage. Wait, wait, yeah. What? Dude, yeah. The whole thing could... I'm sorry. I even I, no, no, no. Put, no. put this way. I, I hate the fact that they're doing it, but if it's their way of actually like putting the belt on the line more, I'll, uh, you know, I'll buy it just because how bad Jade Cargill has been. Look at Justin. <laughs> put it that way. Wait, wait, and as sound. So Nyla took... Jade's title, and Jay walks up to her and challenges her for Jade's title. Yeah. Well, well, in the promo, she yes. said because she has it nine tenths of the law. Oh. Nine tenths, nine tenths of the law. Possession is nine tenths of the law. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Possession is nine. Uh, nine tenths of the law. My ass. These motherfuckers <laughs> have gotten Tony Khan's fucking stash. <laughs> That's stupidity. <laughs> what the fuck? I, so I would have rather had just Nyla Rose uh, beat Jade, but you I know would that's love not gonna happen. If Nyla Rose beat Jade, I don't Jade. know if I'd be I'm, down for that. Really, I'd rather I, watch Tony Khan snip coke for fucking three hours and watch I, that. I want J- I, Justin. I'd be fine if you beat Jade for that belt, dude. I just need that belt to get off Jade so Jade could go fucking do yeah. something else, dude. Because she is just over that belt, and I'm over her having that belt, and I'm over this whole Nyla having the belt and a challenge in Nyla. Because I was all positive, and then we had to fucking bring that down. But we got a great reaction out of Justin, so that was fucking money right there. But let's go. We're getting out of here in the next couple of minutes. But we got the main event, and I knew who the winner of this match coming into it, but I didn't know it was going to get the main event spot. He is so deserved. It is more than fucking deserved by him. Orange Cassidy beats Pack for the All-Atlantic Championship, thus getting his first championship in all the elite wrestling, and I couldn't have been happier. And I'll tell you, this guy right here hated pockets when I first saw him. I said, what the fuck is that, all right? Now, I can, like, have tears in my eyes. I was so fucking happy for the guy, all right? Loved it. Loved how the match went. Pack has been such a bastard the last few weeks with this fucking hammer. He pulled out, like, five hammers during the match. Justin, you were there. You cursed the fucking belt and the hammer, and then you got hit with the fucking hammer. All right. I thought that was gonna be. I thought that was gonna be Beretta at first because he got hit yeah. with it, and because of how he was standing, and I'm like, 
who the fuck is that? Like, and that's not Brenna. Then he pulls it off. And it's like Dan has it. I'm like, I'm like, holy shit. It's yeah. There was such a cool fucking spot. And then Orange Cassidy just be rocking, packing, rocking, packing, rocking, pack, dude. Just orange punch after orange punch. And then he got one, two, three, and new All Atlantic champion, Orange Cassidy. The best friends there. Best friends hug. Confetti comes down. Show ends. Justin, what are your thoughts on? And new Orange Cassidy, Bakley, and let's get the fuck out of here. Well, I am going to go back and rewatch the match, but I saw that he won the fucking title, and that is fucking awesome. <laughs> Finally, Orange Cassidy wins a title. Holy shit. Jim Cornette is having a stroke, and I am laughing at it because <laughs> God did. That is fucking awesome. About time, like, Orange Cassidy's been due for a title. He's been putting, he's busting his ass every time he has a match. He's had so many fucking close calls where he's had a title and it like like title matches and he's gotten this close to winning them, but he hasn't done it. And now like it feels like Pac's title run got kind of was kind of short, but you know he still got the trios titles. Yep. Let Orange Cassidy go. He actually carry this held it for almost five months. It's crazy. Wow, that sounds yeah. Not yeah. that long actually. And Justin, so, I don't mean to cut you off, but I think too winning it is a perfect way to get that belt on Ethan Page. I think he's the next per- the guy who's going to take that belt. So it's a perfect Orange Cassidy would be the perfect guy to lose that to Ethan Page when the time is right. I don't know if it's full gear, but when the time is right, Ethan Page will be that guy. Eh, I mean, I'm all for it. No matter what happens, like I was just happy to fuck see Orange Cassidy with title right now. Whoever's going to take it off him, hey. Titles as the title's been on TV more. It's not just disappeared now. Yeah. So that's been awesome. So he defended it eight times, which Holy is a lot. Shit, yeah. He, de- yeah. Well, he, he defended it two two times in uh Rep Pro once or twice in uh, that pro- Canadian promotion OHH, I think it was. Something he like defended, that. He, he defended it two times was it two times against Orange Cassidy. Uh, so that's five. Trent. And he's defended Trent. That's six. Yep. I know he defended it against somebody else. Kip Sabian. Kip Sabian said, okay, so seven times. He defended yep. it seven times since that's June. Pretty good. That's great. Which is, which is great, which is what you want to see him do. He's already over. They have him have the trios title, so he's still a champion. He still that's has the distinction. He, he still has the distinction Man. of being the first double champion. So he has that for him. It was just Orange Cassidy's time. And if somebody posted on, like, from the crowd posted on Twitter that Chris Statlander surprised him and she was there right after they went out. And and they had all of them there, which was cool. But, man, this this guy deserved it. He's been wrestling. Look at his record. His record for the year was, like, 69-20-3 or something like that. This guy wrestles – Every, every time, dark, dark elevation, dynamite, rampage, whatever you show you have, he wrestles it. He's over with the crowd. He's he's one of the, the fan favorites, and now he's finally got like he was the one that you would say he doesn't need the belt because he's so over. He doesn't need it, but now he has it. Now they've rewarded him for all the work that he's done there. You put him on there. I want to see him travel to like Rev Pro to O H H. To maybe, you know, uh, to Mexico, maybe, 
midway and gets the uh, and fights these uh, good opponents. I want to see him go all over. Yeah, for, even if it's just for like a couple months, uh, like you said, until uh, he drops it to Ethan Page. I, I, I want him seeing him wrestle every week. That'd be awesome, dude. I'd love to see him doing like open challenges and shit, or even, you know, yeah. I, in other countries doing it for sure. But I couldn't have been happier for Orange Cassidy. Pack thumbs up. Double baby for sure. Pack, he sold like a fucking machine in that match, like he always does. So, Pack. Thank you for what you do, man. You are fucking absolutely sensational. I think they cut the title run a little bit short because the Death Triangle was never supposed to have those trio titles. But now that they got them, they figure out a different route out because um, you yeah. don't want to have Pac walking around like he did Friday night defending two titles back-to-back, which was dope as fuck. But Only one booth. God damn, he's a machine. Gentlemen, this has been an absolute fucking blast. There is no better time ever to be a wrestling fan we just coming off a banger extreme rule i mean fuck going back smackdown was great dude we had the intercontinental title match bound rampage was even pretty good you had battle of the belts you had fucking bound for glory we didn't talk about which was fucking declaration of power fantastic declaration of power was so good raw nxt was solid aew dynamite was another banger of a show i hope they go over a million um views for like or eight out of the last nine weeks there has never been a better time to be a wrestling fan and i'm happy that i get to talk about it with guys like you weekly so thank you both for coming on as always justin where can the people find you you can find me on twitter at just time 211 in time wrestling podcast find it listen to it like it love it new episode coming soon we also got a classic pay-per-view review coming up, which I will spoil right now, coming up tomorrow. So okay. keep your eyes peeled for it. Awesome. Good shit. Good shit, man. Yeah, check out the In Time Wrestling Podcast, dude. Justin and Jeremy are fucking great. Very, very funny, too, man. Check it out. Bakley, where can the people find you? You can find me on uh, at CageMyQ. I am on Twitter. I'm on Twitch, Instagram, and on YouTube. That's where all my content's at. Give me uh, subscribe, follow, and then comment on some of my videos. So let me know what you think. Hell yeah. And Bakley's always doing great shit, man. Bakley is all over the place, whether it's UFC, sports, wrestling. Bakley is doing like fucking 14 shows a week. Bakley's I don't know how he does it. <laughs> yeah, Bakley took your job. He's the Bakley's fucking. Bakley took my gimmick, and I was yeah. I'll proud to retire it and give it to him. Bakley is the podcast whore, as Frank Reynolds would say. <laughs> and me. TK, your boy. You can find me at the Wrestling Index Podcast right here on Floor Sniper Sports YouTube. Please like and subscribe. Video, subscribe. I know you guys are checking them out. I greatly, greatly appreciate everyone who tunes in and who watches these videos. So if you're on the YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. I really appreciate it. But the Wrestling Index Podcast, you can find it right here on Floor Slappers YouTube, FloorSlapperSports.com, Visionary Global Media Network, and all major audio platforms. Get at me, the Wrestling Index, on Twitter. Love to talk to you. Floor Slapper Sports, doing big things. NFL, fantasy football, wrestling. Check it out. Boys, thank you so much for joining me. It was an absolutely pleasure. We out. Too sweet.